Hey guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. Thank you for interrupting Gavin and Joe's conversation. Uh, yeah, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, episode 480, podcast 360. We just were in the middle of a very important conversation about socks. Maybe we'll continue this later in the show about what socks do you guys support for your uh, in-boot comfort. Uh, so thank you for joining us. This is a weekly paintball show, guys. We are live on YouTube and Facebook, and this show goes live uh sorry gets recorded live and we go right to a podcast form uh after the show so if you guys would like to listen to the whole podcast you can download it anywhere you get your better podcasts from like spotify podomatic soundcloud stitcher anything like that uh there was a release from podomatic i got just before the show uh hopefully it doesn't affect us but uh there is a problem with uh, the podcast linking up to spotify but they're hoping to have that fixed in the next day or so so if, you, if you're listening to us on spotify and, and having issues just don't worry about it. it'll be fixed shortly um so thank you gavin for being on the show wonderful to be here and i'm hoping to wrap this up really really quickly so joe and i can go back to our sock talk sock talk sock talk 2000 new segment on the show that's right sock. uh but i'm grateful that you are here my friends and as i say every week make sure you hit that like and share button so everybody knows what's going on welcome and to sock talk we are looking at your correspondence in the chat as well so uh this is interactive show folks and make sure you uh interact with us uh, by typing away in either youtube or the facebooks and we can potentially talk about it and talk about you on the show Hmm. That's all I got. Okay. Well, we'll keep watching, Matt. See what happens. If you have to drop YouTube, then drop YouTube. Yep. All right. So thank you again. And we have Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Hello. How are you? Thanks for uh, tuning in tonight. Yes, it's true. You did interrupt them. Sock Talk. And I just uh, posted that. It's now it's spelled S-O-C-K-T-O-C-K. Yeah. Sock Talk. It, sock Talk. They sock used talk. to have a really old segment called Sock Hop Top. Yeah, talk, we, when but. we did, yeah, we drove in. <laughs> when we used to go to the mixers, <laughs> to the Sadie yeah, dances, dances like this. <laughs> then we he was a maniac. The blob with Steve McQueen. Um, anyway, guys and girls, thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. It's Monday night. Uh, some things just happened around uh, the world, and everything's going well in everyone's opinion. And uh, we're gonna move right along. Yep. Sorry, I was loading up the YouTube so I up? could see. You guys watching on YouTube. So far, everything seems to be okay, Matt, on my end. I think it's caught back up. Okay, sounds good. Gavin was opening all his multitudes of windows, and that <laughs> was right. probably taking all of our bandwidth. Never close a tab. No. Leave um, no tab behind. Hey, tonight, guys, first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who shared this show last week. Our numbers quadrupled, and I'm not sure why. We were at eight. We were at, <laughs> yeah, well, nine, because my mom watched. Um... But she watches from an incognito window, so nobody knows she's watching. She doesn't want me to know. Like private browsing? Yeah, yeah. So if you guys get an opportunity, please like and share this. And you know what? Thank you to a couple of you guys that shared this to every Facebook group that they that they belong to that had paintball associated with it, and I appreciate it. And if you guys do that, um, I will be eternally grateful. Thank you very much. Um, nice to see everyone in the chat. Nice to see George. Hey. hey. Nice to see James. And Zane and Scribner. That's all that I can see in so my live chat right speaking now. Speaking of Scribner, he's calling me out on this little shadow I've got above my lip right now. It's a shadow. It's a shadow. Yeah, it is yeah. a dirt milkshake, my friend. <laughs> uh, and why am I uh, embarrassing myself in the month of November? Uh, because we are celebrating or bringing awareness to Movember. 
uh, the time of year where men will t attempt to grow some mustaches if they're able to, uh, just to raise awareness and potentially funds for men's health. So in addition to mental health, physical health, and emotional health, and all that wonderful stuff, we want to make sure that we're not losing men prematurely um, because there's a lot of more, lot more paintball days to play. We want to make sure that everybody in your life who is of the male variety uh, is around to do so. So check out Movember uh, in your country, in your state, in your province, uh, and just raise awareness for men, men's health. Yeah. Check your damn nuts. Check your nuts. Yep. Yeah. Um, and your satchel, your male, male sacks. Yeah. So thank you guys. Uh, I see a lot of you guys are sharing now, and I appreciate it. So thank you. And Steve Couchy's uh, from the Australia is there as well. So when you check your nuts, my friend, make sure you're upside down doing so. <laughs> After that full spiel, Gavin actually just had a cappuccino before the show, and that's what that is. It's a little bit of the the the, the dustings on his upper lip. This is the flavor saver, baby. <laughs> so I have a treat for the rest of the evening. Soup strainer. Soup strainer. There we go. Hey guys, tonight we're going to be asking you guys what product do you. Um, wish existed for the sport of paintball and we have sheets and sheets that we got uh, from you guys from instagram twitter and facebook but we're going to watch the live chats and hopefully you guys can join us as well uh nice to see chica estrada uh wolf critchlow nice to see you and dominic all you guys nice to see you as well um next week on the show i'm going to post this during the week but we're going to ask you guys what is the best and worst pieces of paintball gear you own we all have good stuff, and I bet you damn well that everyone has a piece of crap in their gear bag that they would like to tell us about. Um, Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with the UK shutting down and having tighter restrictions and everybody working from home, uh, they put out this re press release. Follow them on Instagram if you're not already, but essentially they're going to try to keep status quo and everything should kind of continue to go for the next little bit. So, uh, phew, if you guys need some stuff from Planet Eclipse, your local stores... Uh, and, and, and whatnot should still have lots of restock. So cool. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I was sent some information by our podcast provider and I'm going to scroll down this list in a second. In the last 28 days, this is the top searches that people found behind the bunker on our podcast. Maybe that's why we're, we're gaining in, uh, some good traction. So number one, obviously is if they typed in the bunker podcast. Okay. I get it, but okay. We're almost there. Uh, paintball podcast by typing that in they, sure. they find us and, and subscribe so that, th those two are best uh, the bunker podcast so again bunk just bunker podcast so that works then we get into podcast el bunker <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was el bunkerino uh, well maybe it'll be on the list but certainly so for all of our spanish-speaking friends thank you very much and maybe that's from brazil i don't know uh top five on the board podcast el Bunker <laughs> for our, uh, our French speaking uh, people and finally I think number six uh, podcast El Buncur what language would that be that was the top six they sent me every week they tell send me the top six searches of how they found our podcast so we can change our marketing but I thought that was good <laughs> podcast El Bunker so for all of our all you El Wapos out there watching our show um Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, guys, if you want to watch some great stuff, tune in or head on over to paintball.media and pick up your copy uh, of the new director's cut version of the history of on uh, of paintball. Six hours of uh, some paintball goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 
Uh, Todd, you missed us. Steve uh, Meyer said, happy garbage and compost night. It's great. That it's not garbage night, though. It's not garbage, garbage. You have to get, you'll have to download the app, uh, Steve, for uh, Waterloo Region so you know whether it's garbage, blue box, compost, large bin night, or recycle thing. So there's a there's an app. We'll get you the link so you can download, so you can be right up to date and you can sort of be at one with our, our waste management. Whether you live in this country or not, it's important to know. If behind the bunker is taking out garbage or if it's just recycling, right? <laughs> or green bin. Oh, green bin. I forgot, ladies and gentlemen. There was also one more on that list. It was uh, Dan and Hardy brought it to my attention. Yokiro Taco Bunker. Yokiro Taco Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well done. You made me laugh. Um, very good. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have to admit that uh, we all wear masks uh, due to the pandemic, and Gavin and I really prefer the ruthless mask we wear them all the time yes and uh john sent me this this is his newest creation so it's the same mask but with a little bit more of a profile around the nose and actually an under the chin sort of grab too so if you guys are looking for a paintball mask or sorry if you're looking for a mask and you want something either paintball related or even want to create your own get a hold of them at ruthless paintball guys um he says that he can get them in and out pretty quickly and they're pretty reasonable so head on over to Ruthless and uh, order yourself some up. And again, uh, it is by far the most comfortable mask I've worn. I've spent a few hundred dollars trying to source different masks to see what's going to fit and what's going to be comfortable. Uh, and Ruthless products uh, happens to be the best. It fits my face. It's comfortable. Uh, and my little person yeah. as well. So I would highly recommend at least giving it a whirl. And they're versatile. They, they, they stretch out a little bit. Hence Gavin's mustache now. It used to it's, it's be mustache friendly. It, it's pushing out the, the mask, but still has a nice fit. Uh, Dwayne King says, seven years ago, I Googled paintball podcast and I've regretted it ever since. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. He's watching us on the YouTubes right now. And oh, so Dwayne. is our good friend, Seb, Seb, Seb. There we go. Um, we're going to have, uh, we're going to keep uh, on live with you guys on Facebook. Uh, so Simone asked, do you guys sell the BTB masks? I have a couple of left. Next time you're at the field, sir, um, come and see me. And you know what? That's a good good segue, Joe. Simeon. Simeon. Shall we wish you a happy birthday, sir? Simone? or I, 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 I think it's Simone. I googled the spelling of it before the show, and it's Simeon. But Joe said his dad said Simone, so we don't want to insult. So I, we're, we're going to hedge our bets. So I, okay, it, not only is it Simeon's birthday today, it's also Pam from the Task Force Raiders' birthday, and it's also Nick Slowiak. Our bearded uh, friend. Yeah. Our bearded friend from Illinois now. Nick in who? Fort, Nick Slowiak. Slowiak. Um, speedball guy, I don't know. Not that speedball matters, but we'll call him <laughs> a paintball guy. Um, and also tomorrow, I did look ahead in my friend's Facebook. Tomorrow is Brent Davis from Arabs. From Arabs, yeah. So this this leads oh. me to a new thing. If you have a friend that's going to have a birthday or know someone that's having a birthday in paintball land, paintball them, send us a, a, a list, send us their name and when their birthday is in the next week or so, and you know we'll we'll do a new birthday shout out. Birthday shout out. It'll <laughs> be the new segment. Is a birthday shout out. And Gavin and I will do that each week. We'll go, each what will week? we do? Yeah. Birthday, birthday shout out. <laughs> there you go. So we'll do that. So if someone's having a birthday, um, we'll give them a shout out and uh, get them to watch. Yeah. Dominic uh, in the chat says, how long has Behind the Bunker podcast oh. been around? This is my second time tuning in. Uh, this is our second show, Dominic. No. Number two. <laughs> you got lucky. We've been doing the live stream shows. This is our 480th show. 
And our podcast, we only started uploading it as a podcast 360 episodes ago. But we started in what year? It was March. It was an aught. March 2000. Diggity 2? <laughs> was it 2009 or 2008? Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. What, oh, so where I was going with that is, so we're streaming live on Facebook and YouTube as we do every week. Then what we do is we put this podcast up as a uh, as a podcast. But to, but what we're doing now is Facebook. We're going to keep you guys for a little while. We'll we'll do a great show for you. Then we usually turn the streaming off and we go into our after show, which gets recorded and added, so that guys that listen to the podcast get the bonus extra stuff and uh tonight one of the things we're going to be talking about is uh amongst many things is we watch the hunt for red october this week um so we're going to have a quick talk about that so if you guys have ever seen that movie uh, in, which in you honor should, of sean connery yep. that's right and i know that october is over but uh whatever and then uh, last week or two weeks ago we watched splat that had a four star rating and we watched bobby dukes that had a three and a half star rating and I checked out the ratings today on uh, on the Hunt for October, and they had 89% on the tomato meter. Uh, said it was uh, great, and 88% was uh, audience score. So, cool. So it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to give it away because there's right. obviously some rants for the after show. So it's, she'll check that out. Uh, yeah, so we're good with that. We have lots of things on the show tonight, guys. We have a vault segment. We have an antique road show. We have a topic we want to talk about, which is what do you wish existed in paintball that doesn't? Um, and then we're going to go into our after show slash podcast. Um, why don't we, uh, Joe, you've got a vault segment this week. I do. Shall we watch that? Yeah, and uh, we'll get back at it. It's uh, Joe from Flagler's Paintball here with another section of From the Vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball. Today is no different, but I have for you... Um, a brand new inbox spider shutter. Just what everybody needs after watching Splat. I thought we should pull out the spider shutter because you may want to get competitive and start shooting bad guys. So the spider shutter um, is a semi-automatic paintball marker 68 caliber. It's got a vision custom receiver with airflow vents, premium custom color anodizing, removable gas through foregrip, with mini expansion chamber. This thing is cutting edge, state of the art. Uh, we'll pull it out and we'll put it right here. Um, we're not gonna air this up because there's no point because it probably wouldn't work anyway. So this is a red um, shutter aluminum grip frame so it won't snap off like the traditional spiders may have. It's got a gauge so you know it's a high performance because it has a gauge. Nice micro honed aluminum barrel look at the porting guaranteed to shoot lasers um, comes with barrel bag an extra pin cup seal o-ring this is the spider shutter you've asked for it guys you've been watching uh from the vault we'll see you next time pew, pew. Well, that was um, that was my vault in a snowstorm. That was our first snow. That was a couple weeks couple ago weeks, at yeah. the outdoor field. But but yet that, today we're wearing shorts. Yet today I was wearing shorts and a, and a t-shirt outside. So it was I don't know 20, 22 degrees Celsius here, 22, 44, 76 degrees Fahrenheit for anyone that's in Fahrenheit land. 
um, 22 degrees Celsius for any Celsiusers. Anyway, that was my um, uh, spider shutter, brand new in a box. If anyone would like to buy it, it's for sale. I'm clearing out some. I'm clearing out some vaulty goodnesses if anyone needs it. So, uh, or if you, you like it when it's it, brand new in a box, brand new in a box. There you go. Love so me them boxes. To you too, and we'll <laughs> have so, we'll have something new uh, from the vault next week. Whether it's a shooter, some sort of gadget, some apparel, some odds and ends. I, I have I have some stuff. So. We'll get, keep you going. Dwayne King says that he watched the first 10 minutes of The Hunt for Red October. Do, do they f- don't tell him how it turned out. There will be some spoilers in it. Um, so if you have not seen a movie that's how many years old? It's 30 years 30 old. 30 years old. Then uh, I, I apologize. <laughs> Maybe you'll have to turn it off. Yeah. They, I'll, I'll tell you right now so that you don't get the spoiler. They don't find The Hunt. They don't find The Red October. Instead, they find Noah's Ark. Um, and then it just kind of goes off the beaten trail there. But, but I mean, uh, you, you can't say no spoiler alerts for a thirty-year-old movie. <laughs> no, it's your own damn. No, the, okay, <laughs> a six, okay, year-old movie, maybe a two-year-old movie. But we just went through a pandemic for Christ's <laughs> sakes. There's, if you didn't watch the Hunt for October over the pandemic, that's your you own. You need to have fault. another pandemic. Yeah. All right. So why don't uh, we have mail time coming up? But before we do that. Um, Every week, guys, we go in and ask you guys to send us pictures of your old retro gear that you want to sell. Maybe you're not sure how much it's worth, so you send us in an image of it so that we can um, we can help you appraise it. Uh, well, unfortunately, the images that got sent in were of my own. I want to show you guys a, a marker today, and I want you guys at home to see if you can help us decipher how much it would be sold for. Not super old, but this, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. is an axe, the original axe in the gray. But you'll notice that it has, thank you, Gavin, the behind the bunker etching on it. This was laser etched with love by Mr. Sarge Morin uh, many years ago. It also has the Exalt squishy bolt in it, but otherwise it is stock. I don't think I've ever once used the barrel because um, I've always put a proper 14-inch barrel on it because it's autofucker threaded. So I'm asking you guys at home, and I'm asking the panelists, what would you sell that for? Is it worth more because it has the logo? Is it worth less because it has the logo? What do you guys think? Let's let's go around the horn. Gavin? And I will tell you, though, well, I shouldn't upsell it because normally people don't get the opportunity to upsell. But this gun has always done well and has always so treated me right. That's tough, my friend, uh, because I think the etching may increase the value. For a handful of people who are in the chat right now, but for the rest of the paintball population, they're going to have to purchase some sandpaper to, to buff that out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm only going to go with uh, $200 even, Bob. Okay. I am actually going to sell this. Oh, okay. I have... Uh, I Damn. played with it for years. It works amazing. It's one of my favorite guns because every time I pull it out of the bag, it shoots. Uh, um... And it's awesome. But the thing is, I have a growing number of paintball guns, and I need to stop. So this one's this one's definitely on the market. So Dan, it says 189. Charles Holton says 200. Um, Devin Schwartz says 75 bucks for the custom PTV axe. George uh, Hayes said 150, but that would be an American dollars, which is close to Gavin's 200. Yeah. Uh, Simeon says 200. Scribner said, oh, where did that go? It just went away. Uh, Bobby Dow says Crocs plus cash. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
So yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. It'd be um, tough to let go for two hundred bucks, honestly, though. But I think that's sort of where it's at. Yeah. What and the thing think, is, Joe? I still have the original box with all the tools. The barrel sock is still in its plastic containment system. I basically took it out of the box, put the box away, and that's a lot of box talk. A lot of boxes. Oh, we could do a show um, on that. I will yeah. guarantee that box never got wet or moist. That's a different Google search, my it, friend. It certainly is. Um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you want a gun that does not uh, need any work, just pull it out of the box and it shoots. Box. I'm sorry, guys. I can't help it. Out of the styrofoam? <laughs> I, that, I'm going to hashtag box talk just like sock talk. Sock talk. <laughs> there you go. Box talk. <laughs> Party time. Bill Scribner says 350. I like the cut of Scribner's jib. I, I do like the 350. This, what do they sell for new? If you were to buy one right now, they're f- I don't know three or four hundred bucks. Do they still make oh, axes? No, no, you get an axe, axe 2.0, but for all intents of I'm curious because uh, I don't want to be unrealistic and say I want seven hundred dollars for it because I won't get that. But no, you won't. Yeah. You won't also get the bid from Devin Schwartz, a bucket of that Tennessee chicken y'all love for the, for the axe. Gus's. Two buckets and you may have a deal. Gus's. Well, and I, I want them warm when it gets here. I'll have to find <laughs> I got some fried oh. green tomatoes on the side. Yeah. Steve, it was a tight box because it when you when you opened it up, Come you on. could feel the air coming out of it. Well, it they're asking questions. Cute. I need to make sure that everyone has the This might help the sale. <laughs> an axe an axe two point is five twenty nine retail. So still over five hundred and twenty nine bucks. Um, Jason oh, Cooper s- says three hundred dollars. Some of them are six seventy six for a fancy bo- axe. Oh, there it is. Axe. I would say mine mean. is fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say you could, you know, yours is a, I would say you should be able to get 400 bucks. Think uh, so? I think so. I think so. That think gun is, is, is in mint shape. It works. It, uh, it it's upgrade. a one of a kind. We, you had it upgraded to at World Cup. So I there's did. Nothing wrong so not with only that. is it upgraded, but it has the squishy bolt from Exalt on it. She's, uh, she's humming. That's right. Jay, Jay DeVoe did something yeah, to it. Sure did, Skip. And that played many, many years of paintball tournaments. So, uh, I, if you guys are interested and uh, want it, send me a message and uh, we can chit chat. I'll have it at the field on the weekend. I'm going to give you a Sheridan rifle for next week. Yeah, there we go. We'll do that. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, why don't we move on? Gavin, it's your time to shine. Mail time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is mail time, my time to shine, where I get to rip open my sack and read some of the correspondence that you, my friends, have sent in. And as always, I do have some in my sack right now, but I'm also willing to take some more in the chat. So if you have a question, just chat, uh, type it up, and we will get to that as well. So the first question comes from us from John Jones, and he says, if you can bring or you can go back in time, what paintball-related advice would you give to your younger self uh, as you were just starting out? So what would you tell little Todd? buy gear right away <laughs> ah that's a good question i would like to ponder that one joe i'm gonna let you take that one actually i would i would offer it over to zuby but uh that he'd say oh i get to i get to offer um so if i could go back in time and tell myself like how far back when you first started yeah when you first started playing paintball clarification right away yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It wasn't well when I first started playing. It wasn't you know you didn't have any options. You had the survival game, and you mm. had oil-based paint and safety glasses. So mm. I just and there wasn't any real strategy. We we were just raw beginners, and we played the first time, and we played against guys that had been playing 
you know, maybe four or five times. And they were like playing a newbie playing against walk-ons nowadays. We just got shot up. It's fun for them. Um, I, I would say ask them to divide the teams up a little more fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think I tell myself to slow my roll because I know the first uh, couple times out playing paintball, I was way too aggressive to the point where I literally ran into the other team. Um, I think I would, yeah, definitely slow my roll and um, hang out with the people that were the old school players opposed to, you know, trying to figure it out on your own, I think is what I would, what I would say. Um, yeah, because the gear that I bought was, was decent. I wouldn't change that. Um, except for I don't think I'd wear my proto, my orange proto anymore. But, uh, or my evil pants, rather, more, more importantly. But yeah, yeah, that's it. What do you think, Gavin? So mine is a little bit more in lines with uh, Kyle Swenson in the chat, too. Tell himself to stop dabbling, go uh, in. Just go right in for it. Um, so that's what I would say to my younger self. Jump in feet first uh, and fully immerse yourself into it. Uh, and part of that immersion would be travel as much as you can, play as much as you can, because um, what happens to many of us, it's either wives and then ex-wives and then children. So there's a slowing of your paintball uh, uh, time out there. So while you're young and dumb and you have less responsibilities, I would say jump in. Um, and if you were still living with mom and dad in the basement, spend all your money on paintball. <laughs> Uh, yep. And then, uh, and then, just continue to play as much as possible yeah. before uh, that slowdown period happens in your life. Jason Cooper brings up a good point. He says that I would tell myself to buy the best that he could afford, or, and, and that's true because for those of you that have played more than a couple of times and have your own gear, think about it. If you didn't buy that first set, instead you bought the set that either you're currently playing with or something that was an upgraded set. I would disagree, my friend. It's like uh, if you jump into the best your dream vehicle, right? You don't fully appreciate it. I think if you shoot a bunch of pieces of crap and had frustration and trouble with it and can't hit a broadside of a barn, uh, when you upgrade to better equipment, you actually fully appreciate it and you can uh, you can really enjoy it far, uh, far more. Yeah. George Hay would tell himself to start in Crocs and leggings. <laughs> Damn, Skippy. <laughs> that gives me nightmares. It really does. Um, Dan says to uh, he should have kept his 98 STO Cocker. And don't sell your guns, what you guys are doing now, right? But, I mean, the, the, all uh, of the equipment yeah. that I let go of. I, I would tell all of you never to sell any of your equipment. And I know I'm just trying to sell my, my axe or, and, and some of my other stuff. But the problem is, like, I, I'm not the average guy. I have way too much stuff, meaning, like, I've always accumulated stuff. And it's time to thin out the herd. Um, most guys don't have as many guns as Mitz, like Joe or I do. So, but the average person that may only have five or six guns, don't sell a damn thing. Keep every single one. And as much as the ax means a lot to me, everyone does, but I can't have 50 guns cause I just can't do it. So, and 50 is obviously a, a, an exaggeration, but, uh, yeah, we yeah. have an awful lot of stuff. How about Matt? What about me? What advice would you give to your <laughs> younger self? I think I like that piece of advice earlier. Buy like the setup that you really want. I like that advice, <laughs> and I would have purchased a lot of Why limited even edition stuff <laughs> that Buy. I knew would re like remain or increase in value yeah. over the years. Ooh, I know this kind of goes against the rules, but could I tell myself to buy? multitudes of sock hats and uh, JT limited straps yeah. and all the thing and venom wear all these things that are yeah. now worth a lot of money and not wear them just put them in boxes in the storage 
Um, I have a storage unit where I keep uh, old trench coats, the beltless trench coats, uh, <laughs> that I'm hoping to sell at some point. But I, Do if you have you... mothballs? <laughs> Buy the best boots and socks possible. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Buy yourself comfy clothes for sure. Um, I know there's a, a, a guest that was at our field on the weekend that wish he would have wore waterproof pants. He went down into uh, <laughs> he went in he went down in a in, a, in 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 mud and water and he had he was soaked from head Today, to toe this weekend? on Sunday yeah oh, one, of, one of Jackson's guys we had to give him a complimentary pair of uh, coveralls? coveralls and I do believe he had to go commando under the coveralls complimentary why you had him. <sighs> He was desperate. That's true. Where was I? What the hell's going on? Oh, and NJ Patel just sent me a message. Uh, He just purchased an Empire Vanquish with the serial number 00000. Who said that? Uh, NJ Patel, and I wish I could send that to you. But uh, yeah, no, congratulations on that one. Great one. Uh, So our recommendation is don't sell it. Hold on to it. George, hey, you should sell raffle tickets. You should sell tickets and raffle off your axe. Maybe. Hey, Jason Cooper says, I want the original VF Tactical Wish would have kept the old one that he had. Yeah, that's one of those guns for you. Yeah. Bobby Dow says, buy Amazon stocks. Yeah, buddy. Okay, this is not Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Jason Cooper on? Are you watching? Is he on? Uh, He's on the YouTubes. YouTube, so, yeah. Because okay. I, I would have invested in N95 masks, microphones, Zoom, <laughs> yeah. hand sanitizer. You know, Shopify. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know you have more questions, Gavin, but I do oh, want to yeah. interject um, with one thing, guys. I want to tell you about, we'll get back to your questions in just a second, uh, but real quickly, Planet Eclipse, guys, did you know that they have more championships, new mechanical markers, new electronic markers, hey, new territory, including all new MegFed division. Get Planet Eclipse and take on the world, guys. Uh, possibly the last gun you'll ever have to buy. Check out Planet Eclipse at your local retailer. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expecting parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, largest plumes, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. (laughs) Dirty boobs? Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options make AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by the birthday boy himself, Brent Davis and his team. Check out AirUps.com. Dreams fade. Ruthless paintball products, colors, sublimation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, Ruthless will keep you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your next order. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt, which is available worldwide, worldwide, worldwide. From the beginning, you stumble down a rocky cliff, or you wade a chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog, <laughs> whether you're sliding in the snake <laughs> what, or running... Sorry? A mosquito-infested bog, bog. or whether you're running or gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now with the new Stormer and new colorways coming on EVS, uh, soft goods, and axes. Oops. Very good. I never interrupt you when you're doing your read. I know. DLX Technologies, guys. True industry innovators with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get you to the podium, and by golly, that's where you want to be. By golly. Hey guys, Todd from Behind the Bunker. It is that time of the month again. It is time for PB Swag. What PB Swag is, guys, is a monthly subscription where you pay and every month they send you something new that's paintball related. Much like this. A weapons t-shirt. That's cool. Can always use a new t-shirt. An exalt lanyard. Cool. So if you guys are playing a tournament and want a place for your player's card, look at that. An exalt toque. 
beanie, whatever you call them. I call them toques just in time for the winter. So that's awesome. Just what I actually needed. Um, oh, look at this. A bayonet from Exalt as well. The multicam one, the one that I like. That is cool, guys. So look, all I did was go to PB Swag, signed up, paid my monthly subscription, and I get this stuff sent to me every month. You guys should check it out. So uh, thank you, uh, John Jones, for that question. Uh, and we have a follow-up with that uh, with uh, from Cameron Turnbull, who says, since you're already going back in time, which, uh, which would you do for the following? Uh, or following innovation in paintball, you delay or prevent? So what innovation in paintball would you delay or prevent if you can go back in time? A ramping. Ah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I know that's the obvious choice, and I know that would be a lot of people. And I've had a ton of fun with ramping, uh, you know, with old X-Ball format stuff. Like, ramping was the greatest, but it was also the detriment of the sport. I feel that it. I, I feel that people didn't use it properly. I think that a lot of field owners allowed their local population to utilize ramping when maybe they shouldn't have. Um, I think ramping only had its place on the speedball field playing X-Ball. Um, are you saying ramping or cheater boards? Well, Both, ramping really, with but cheater, cheater boards. But. Cheater boards go hand in hand, but ramping for sure. I think that it's a great... And here's a problem with ramping is you get a lot of guys that buy guns and they go to the local field and they've got it set to ramping because they don't know. And then the field owner usually has to unfortunately say, listen, guys, we're... I, I know this is what we do. We say semi-auto only because it's you got to be fair to everybody. On big games and scenario events, any hey, all the power to you. If you want to ramp, then by all means, ramp it. Um, but uh, on your regular Sunday afternoon scenario or uh, you know play, we, we typically don't allow people to do that because it gets a little out of hand. People get upset when that close, you know, they get shot at close range. But that's definitely one thing I would uh, I, I would change for sure. Um, and I think I would have probably put face masks like a full goggle set earlier into the the actual sport itself. Yeah, you're right. You know, if you could have. Well, it's delay or prevent. So would yeah. you delay that any further? We've got ramping, but we don't have any face masks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And here's a referral um, to the dental clinic. I do. Okay, this is a this is a, a, a yes or a, a kind of a good and bad. I kind of wish speedball bunkers like the, 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 the Sup Air bunker when they first came out didn't actually ever come out. For one reason is I think that the paintball is kind of traditionally played in the field and or in the bushes and in the in the brambles and stuff. I, I thought that was, you know, that would have been better. But on the same token, I'm glad that it did come out because you look at the NXL and how much publicity that brings to the sport. And when you watch it on TV, you see it in movies and on TV shows. They do play it, so I, I mean, it's a it's a I don't know, it's a good and a bad thing. Um. Yeah, Charles Holton says it's almost as bad as auto triggers. But even at auto triggers, the fast, like, even at the fastest you could pull an auto trigger, it doesn't equal ramping. Like, no. I guess when I think ramping, I think of like 15 balls a second. Yeah. Um, and that's just silliness. Um, yeah. So I was going to co uh, completely agree with you. I think ramping was probably the worst thing for the sport. Um, I really liked, well, Speedball when it first came out, when it was just mech 
as well. That was pretty dynamic. There's far more movement. And I think that when ramping came out um, and like 15 balls a second, I think that really killed um, the growth of the sport as well, right? So one yeah. paint manufacturer, sorry, who sponsored, they couldn't keep up uh, because it was far too expensive for them to have teams just blowing through volumes yeah. and volumes of it. Yeah. And it was harder for kids to get into the sport too when they're just getting chewed up. So I like the idea of dropping down to 10, 10.5. Um, yeah. I would like to see far more mech movement, even with speedball. So, but. sorry, Dwayne King asks, what is ramping? He's new to the sport. So basically, guys, picture your auto trigger. When you turn your gun on, when you pull your trigger one, two, three, and you do that underneath a second or two, your gun immediately goes 15 balls a second, and all you have to do is pull your trigger one time per every second, and it'll continue to fire at 15 balls a second. So basically, you turn into a massive... Machine gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Charles Holton, yes, I didn't get your sarcasm. I was honestly thought that's what you were getting at, so I apologize. Normally, we're fairly sarcastic up here. Normally. Um, and X-Ball. So I like that. I loved X-Ball. I thought X-Ball was a great format, but I think it kind of killed uh, I think it kind of killed traditional paintball and I'm happy that the race 2 format is back and you and we're playing at a lesser ball per second and it's more skill. X-Ball kind of took the skill out of it. When you as a robot could be on the field listening to your sideline coach or listening to people yelling out where the opponents are, kind of took the guesswork out of the sport. Now it's like you're at Wimbledon. Nobody's saying anything. They're just quietly watching the tennis match unfold. You as a player don't know anything but what you know. Um, so the original rules, though, it was only yeah. the coach that was allowed to speak, right? So yeah. uh, it wasn't intended to have sideline, even the assistant coach or even the players coaching. So there was only one voice per side that was supposed to be talking, right? And so um, that's why you would have a whole pit crew and you would have an assistant coach who can communicate things that the coach didn't see. Um, so I think the spirit of it, intent, the intention of it uh, originally uh, would have worked out well, um, but it just sort of morphed and bastardized it into something completely different that ruined the sport, I think, too. Yeah, for sure. I would have liked to see MagFed come uh, earlier in, uh, in the inception of Paintball, but I also would like MagFed, I think it should have adopted a 50 cal before it adopted any 68. I think the first uh, few MagFed markers should have adopted the 50 cal, and I wish 50 cal would have came out 10 years ago or I, 10 years before it did. I agree with the time but I don't think if it introduced 50 cal first it would have been as popular because 50 cal has been around for a while it, it took a while for it to catch on yeah. uh, and it was sort of marketed more towards kids yeah. and I think if, it, if anything MagFed came out 50 cal originally if that was the first sort of run with it I don't think we'd have seen the, the explosion that we have right now but, but the thing is most of the guys that are watching the show tonight have their own equipment play all the time have 68 caliber guns 50 cal when we talk about it you guys probably think that it's the bastard child of the rental field but that is the workhorse for our industry right now every rental field that has a 50 caliber program is playing little johnny's party stag parties are playing with them at our field a lot of people are playing them at our field and enjoying it it is no different than playing regular paintball except for it's less the impact and people are coming out and having a better time because of it and it's bringing up more people to the field, which is causing the fields to have better infrastructure and giving you guys a better field at the end of the day and keeping your local paintball field alive. I mean, if it wasn't for the rental guys, we may not have fields to go to. One could argue Airsoft also would supplement. The... I, I agree. Uh, as much as Josh is anti-Airsoft, uh, you know what? <laughs> I appreciate uh, all Airsoft players who come out to fields, pay their entrance fee, which helps the field owner to continue to build. So if you are a paintball player, uh, you're going to have to cooperate at least. Uh, you, you can smile 
um, at, at airsofters and stop begrudgingly uh, shaking your fist at them because they really help supply um, infrastructure and a cash flow into the field. Gavin, I'm sorry, but Joe has the conch. Yeah, you've got the conch. Um, I, I've said it, you know, I, I, we've had this conversation about airsoft and, you know, we've had airsoft playing at Flag Raiders probably since the 90s, the, the, late, the mid the mid to eight, late 90s. So this is like your first, I, yeah. I, I say we're into our fourth generation of airsoft player. Like every five or six or seven years, you yeah. go through a rotation where guys get married, they stop playing or whatever. But I think we're into our fourth year, and I I will ne- I will go as far as saying, this current generation of airsoft players, is more hardy, and in plays in, in in more foul and shitty weather conditions than the current crop of of, of most paintballers. Yeah. Like they're out there in the rain, they're still playing. They show up and they play, and you know. Back in your, your first and second generations of airsofters, people would make fun that they're chair softers and they just stand around and take pictures and stuff. But, man, these guys are out playing right now, and the, 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 the previous generation of those guys, yeah. they're playing. They, they play all day. They stop for like a 15-minute yeah. break, and they just play and play and we play. We used to play airsoft back in 2002 and three. Yes. yes. That's when we first started playing airsoft, to, to my, the best of my recollection. That's us personally, but we had guys mm-hmm. playing at the original field in, in pre-'99. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix in the live chat says they love 50 cal uh, and, and give the reason that you guys can read that down there is 50 cal cheaper says Bobby no it's about the same price but it will eventually become cheaper once they start making more and more of it if, if 50 cal uh, supersedes 68 then it will become cheaper but what it does do is it gives 50 it, well far less than 50 percent but less landfill because the boxes are tiny um, it's uh, less weight for shipping. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to say the word box. I already said it several times tonight. But it's 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 so much better. And for like field and store owners, the shipping will be cheaper. It's just it's less space. It's it's so much better for so many reasons. And yes, I I I I don't remember who said it, but back going scrolling back, someone said fifty percent of the impact, fifty uh, percent of the breakage. Maybe so, uh, but if guys were playing with, uh, like if MagFed players were playing at our field and they were all using 50 cal, we'd let them raise their velocity up to so that 300, at, 325, at least so that every one of those balls would break and you'd have a much more accurate shot and you guys would love it. We've been saying it for about a year and a half now on the show, but when it finally happens and everybody takes 50 cal into the MagFed, as Gavin says, genre, um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it, it, you know, people people will like that, I, I feel. All right. Kyle Swenson says, is this an airsoft or paintball show? This is an action sports <laughs> Action show. sports game. As much, okay, so we don't talk about airsoft, but if it wasn't for airsoft and it wasn't for speedballers and it wasn't for the rental market and it wasn't for you guys with your gun owners, the fields couldn't make a go of it with if you took one of those off of the plate the field most field owners couldn't make it Except so speedball. we need we need <laughs> all of these things joe's a little bitter about speedball bit him too yeah all right so cameron it was a three-part question so if i'm sorry if i trailed off at the end there uh so his second part of this is uh, a gimmick or an idea you'd like to see succeed rather than fail well i think 50 cal we talked about um so he said, like, angel eyes or the metadyne <laughs> thumper. What's something that you hope sticks around? I hate Nerf play. I'm so sorry. I know you guys love it out there. I just wish it was 
I, I whatever. I, I as long as it's at big games only and it's part of the thing, then then so be it. But uh, I don't know, Gavin. What are you thinking? Uh, so for me, I'm still I'm going Magfed. So I know there's been an explosion. I'm hoping it's just not uh, a flash in the pan and people move off to something else. I really I've really been enjoying the last couple of seasons uh, my Magfed play. So I just hope it continues to expand that there's. Um, more MagFed only games in terms of MagFed recreational games, not only big games as well. So that's what I'm hoping will uh, yeah. succeed rather than fail. Will you? You're, I know you're very happy with your current MagFed. I am marker. Will you buy the other MagFed marker that's available? Uh, and I'm I'm glad you asked because I was going to get into that. Okay, so. Uh, w would I purchase that? I'm quite content with my uh, tip and TMC. Yep. Uh, if I was gifted one for Planet Eclipse, <laughs> <laughs> that's my shameless yeah. plug and beg. Yeah. Uh, no, I, it's the, yeah. the DMF is a it's a the TMC marker. is an awesome marker and it has brought in a lot of people into the Magfed sport. It is what? It's an awesome marker. <laughs> no, what what has it done? It has brought a lot of people into the... <laughs> Broughton? How do you spell Broughton? Is that like Broughton? a I, oh, so, <laughs> so Oktoberfest just passed, and I had some great Broughton sam uh, sausages. Um, no, but it has brought a lot of people into the sport, yeah, and it is a great platform. However, the new EMF 100, the MagFed gun from Planet Eclipse, once you've had an opportunity to shoot that as a TMC owner, although the TMC is a great gun, it's like running a model 98 and then running yourself I, uh, I and, uh, an etha or uh or or something or an emac from planet eclipse there is such a huge difference and a lot of the guys that have uh locally that have gone through that two-step process through our field they love it and unfortunately they put a lot of their guns back into their gear bags and they're playing with that every weekend some weekends with a hopper some weekends with a mag with mags in their mag wells um Terry White's quite happy with his current. Yeah, and and Adam, and there's a couple of guys that are waiting for Christmas to hopefully get one as well. Um, Me from Planet Eclipse. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, I think there's I think there's a lot of people, and the die dam is good, but the problem with the die dam is you're getting an antiquated engine in it. It's the old. What is it? Not rail. the rail. Is it the rail, Joe? It's the pro um, proto. Is, was the proto rail or was the pro was, was another gun? The Ma I want to say max, but it's proto rail. It's a proto. It's a rail. So the problem is you're not engine. getting you're not getting a DM three or D a DM engine. You're getting an old rail. It's okay. The gun looks fantastic and it works okay. <laughs> But you're bet you're you're gonna get a much better gun if you get the Phoenix. Phoenix yeah, so I was gonna the, comment on that. Phoenix, do you, Gavin and I, I'm going to let Gavin field this last comment from Ga from Phoenix. So uh, I'm gonna stop the show very quickly, Todd. And I'd like to introduce you to our very good friend Phoenix Gasparini. <laughs> she I has bring been up watching the she <laughs> has been watching the show. So I'm, we're not assuming any pronouns here. She is a woman, as declared. So I do want you to uh, just reflect on that and thinking about that because this is not the first time she's been on the show. This is not the first the, time you've read it. This is not the first time. This will okay. not be the last time we have women on the show. <laughs> in all honesty, in? in my defense, I do read at least one of her comments <laughs> or two every week because I do like interacting with Phoenix and it's just habitual that I say yeah so I apologize if I'm not calling you out as a female Tracy Tracy Santos is, is a great viewer as well and every time that she would pipe in I, I used to say she's a girl right just because we're not used to having so many females watch our show. I mean, with Gavin's mustache, it's really drawing a new crowd of females watching lately. And gentlemen who drive white vans for, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and wear aviators. <laughs> yeah. So, Phoenix, I apologize uh, if I 
Yeah. <laughs> you have to be called out in public. You're ashamed. I love it, and it's still not going to sink in. You know, next week when she's He'll interacting forget. with us, no. you'll be like, uh, uh, "Mr. Gasparini yeah. is in the chat." No, I've been seeing him watch the show for a long time. <laughs> I said that purposefully. Oh boy! All right. I'm sorry, Phoenix. Can we move on? <laughs> yes, let's move on. I don't like when the spotlight's on me. All right. Um, yes, you do. Was it the Q loader, a spring-fed speed pod? Said Mitchell. Yeah. I, sorry, I just I'm reading through the, through the through the YouTube comments. Yeah, Q loader you, was a spring-fed thing because you had to wound it. You put your paintballs in, and then you spent 20 minutes winding the thing. What did you use to wind no, it? No, you had this thing look like a camel camelback. Yeah. You dumped your paint into this big bladder thing, and it had like a line that ran to it, and you and you wound it like this, kind of like sorry. An airsoft speed loader, but, but what it did would you use? Did, you, did you need a tool? You, you needed a loading no, system. I'm not making pulling this out of my ass. No, no, no. I, oh, no, I agree with you. Don't fuck. Shoot, I'm uh, just kidding. I have to delete that on the podcast. But no, 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 no. I, I, I agree with you. But I, wasn't there a tool? Because I remember you having to wind this thing yeah, forever. Yeah, no, you Terry. Terry had. I remember watching Terry had this. The, you took the tube in. Yeah. And then. You put it into the winder and it and, the, and it fed. Okay, that's the my question. In. What was the winder? Was it, it was a like, tool? It's a like hand no, crank. Yeah. It's like thank a hand you, crank. thank you for yes. Okay, thank you. So it was like a firestone crank. Like uh, it had like of, a yeah. like a little yeah, handle. Yeah, you had okay. to have it hooked up to this whole loading system. See what you did, Mitchell? And there's this damn like straw thing that would just feed it in, and you yeah. get these pods. And that, the spray was spring fed. It was like a, the, the predecessor to these mag fed guns that we speak of the genres. It's Gavin's word. Don't pick yes. on me. All right, last question from uh, Cameron is... Um, She's oh, a genre. And Cameron <laughs> <laughs> is, wants to know uh, the piece of equipment you would stop yourself from selling if you can go back in time and scream to a little... Oh, little, I know what I would have not sold. Do you want to go first then? Cause two, things, two things I would not have sold. I would not have sold my original Bushmaster green... Um, that was Joe's nickname in college. Had a, had an 11 inch and a 14 inch barrel, and it had a, a lever quick change. I wouldn't have sold that. And I sold it to a guy in Toronto, Rob Chong, and his dad owned the Jamaican Paddy Company. Do you know what I mean? I you know who I'm talking about. Um, that and I wouldn't have sold my Auto Mag sidearm. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I wouldn't have yeah. sold that. And I should have kept it. Um, those are the two things I wouldn't have sold, and I probably should have kept a couple more Mark One Uzis, the original ones. Um, I should have kept a couple of those from our field, but otherwise, that's it. Yeah, I, I think with me, it's an obvious one. I created and I I bought my first autococker. I upgraded it after playing a tournament and realizing that it was definitely under like I was outgunned because I needed to put an E blade on it. I put an E two on it from Planet Eclipse. And I put a Delrin bolt from War Games. I believe it was the ta uh, the the same one that was in the Oracle. I upgraded the front oh, end, yeah. and I did a real nice job. It was, and I put on uh, these the the cocking arms were titanium but super light. They it was it was everything that Joe or I or anybody would have upgraded at the time. We upgraded. It was a brilliant gun. And then I bought a speedball gun because we were competing at the time, and I got I outgrew the autococker and I sold it. That gun, I wish I'd never would have sold. And I think it just got sent to a pawn shop. And then just, I, I feel that it got ripped apart and sold in pieces after that. And I know I'll never get it back. And that is my biggest regret. 
Um, just because I put a lot of love and I chose every ingredient that was in that gun and I feel that it was the best that it could be. And then I just, I, 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 I saw the shininess of a, of a paintball marker and I bought a, na or sorry, a strange impulse, strange team strange. impulse. I thought you got the Matrix after the Cocker. No, no I bought the strange impulse. Yeah, and that, that thing was a beautiful gun that never worked well. Give me some strange. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I realized that I made a mistake. And uh, if you're out there, Autococker, if you're listening to this, <laughs> please come home. I'll forgive you. Daddy made a mistake. <laughs> Daddy made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were adoption papers. And that Rob guy had a friend whose dad worked for the um, Great Canadian Pipeline Company, whatever it's called, that made pipelines, oil pipelines. I remember it. His name was Bryce. Bryce Virgo. That's going back like... God, I didn't know how long ago. Yeah. Sorry, guys are asking who is Mitchell going back a little bit, Devin. Sorry, I'm watching you guys in the Facebook chat, and I'm also watching the live YouTube chat. Mitchell's over in the YouTube chat, so that's why we have three conversations going on, so I apologize for that. Uh, Tommy Gunn says he wouldn't have sold his T8. Uh, Robert Hansen said he wouldn't have sold his pre-2K nickel-plated swing trigger cocker. Cocker. Tommy Gunn, I got a nice um, T8 um, SOCOM I'll sell you in a box. That's not, I don't even know if it's been fired. Yeah. It's got a laser on it. Bobby Doust just Laser. made um, a new T-shirt slogan. Never sell your cacker. Never sell your cacker. Yeah. Joe also has a flatline cocker, guys. If you guys would like one, it's for sale. Brand new. Never been fired. There never you. been lubed up. Never been out of it. There yeah, you. let's sell it. There you go. Let's let Maybe that'll be on the next Antiques Roadshow. Oh, show. that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you guys are tuning in uh, late, we have a... Uh, We'll do one last gratuitous plug for this. Uh, axe with the Behind the Bunker laser etched in it uh, with some upgrades from Planet Eclipse, or not Planet Eclipse, from uh, Exalt Man, and uh, Empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy Gunn said, you sold me at laser. <laughs> Very good. Well, I think that ends our questions, Gavin. Is that... Uh, yeah, yeah. We can wrap up and cinch up the sack. And we appreciate everybody's mm -hmm. contribution, both in letter form and in the, uh, the chat as well. <laughs> Dwayne King says, tonight's show is brought to you by regrets. <laughs> and uh, Devin Schwartz, if you don't see that in your live chat, it's because it's on YouTube. Uh, I'm not watching YouTube. And guys, don't forget a uh, new segment. What's it called? Sock talk? No, birthday. <laughs> Sock talk. Birthday what? What is it? Birthday shout out. So if yeah, you know you anyone go. in paintball or if you have a birthday coming up in the next week or so, send it to our show at behindthebunker.com and we'll um get your birthday shout out up next week. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, I want to give a shout out to um, Devin and all the guys, all you guys that share our show share not only on your facebook page but in any paintball groups that you're related to uh or or joined i appreciate all of you guys that do that and if you get an opportunity to spend a minute just to kind of share it to any of your paintball friends um show's not bad guys be nice to share it with your friends and maybe they'll enjoy it as well not bad at all and i love seeing each and every one of you each week yeah uh but it also makes my Makes my heart pound a little bit harder when I see new people interacting with us. Uh, so introducing a new person to us, uh, the show uh, helps not only the show, but it, it grows the sport as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Hansen says, Z-Grips get good money now, too. I bet. Zebras? <laughs> Zebras. Um, so let's see what we're doing for time here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to probably let you guys go on Facebook. And what we're going to do is we're going to continue to broadcast on YouTube. 
And we're also going to uh, continue recording for our podcast. If you're listening to us on our podcast, guys, this is where we get into our after show slash podcast. So uh, stick around for that. Uh, Even though we're saying goodbye to our friends on Facebook, don't go anywhere uh, if you're listening to us on our podcast. Gavin, thank you for being on the pre-show. Always great to be here, folks. Thank you so much for sharing, liking, uh, and contributing to the chat. And uh, if you are so inclined, move over to Facebook or move over to YouTube. Uh, to catch the after show and download this podcast, my yeah, friend. Yeah. And I apologize. Uh, Devin brings up a good point. Where is Zuby? We didn't talk about it. He's uh, dead to us. <laughs> we should never mention his name again. <laughs> yes. Uh, he took the night off tonight to play Airsoft. So we'll, we'll find out about his experience <laughs> next week on the show. Uh, yeah, no, we love Zuby. Unfortunately, he just couldn't make it in tonight. So uh, we are Zuby-less in Seattle tonight. But uh, we'll see him hopefully back next week. Joe, thank you for being on the pre-show. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more sock talk, genre talk, and uh, birthday whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Little Wolfie Critchlow in the live chat says, what's some strange? <laughs> some strange. <laughs> he liked it. He was just commenting. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, and thank you, Matt, for pushing all the buttons. You know it. Guys, if you're watching us on uh, Facebook, farewell. If you guys are listening to us in podcast or watching us on YouTube, we're going to continue to broadcast on YouTube and record. So uh, stay with us. All right. So thank you guys for sticking with us. We're on live on YouTube right now, and we're continuing our recording. Um, yeah, I had a great Price is Right, but we'll line that up for next week. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, we had some great questions. And, uh, we had great questions. Generated some great conversations. So. It was a good show. I apologize to Devin. I made it sound like I didn't like him, but I do like Devin. I appreciate him and, and all, everyone that was doing all the likes and shares. Likes and shares. So we'll get into a couple topics tonight, but the first one we'll do, because we, we, we talked about it, is uh, The Hunt for Red October. Yes, sir. Gavin, did you watch it? I absolutely did. Okay, Joe, did you watch it? Or I know you have watched it, no, but did I, you rewatch it? I did it? actually watch it. I was did working you? on my shed, and I had it playing, and I was listening to it and watching it. <laughs> so Hold on, Matt. Did you yeah, see it? Absolutely, I did. Okay. On a scale of, okay, would this movie make your top 10 list? Or no. top 20, at least? Top, maybe. Um, really? I, okay, so I would say potentially top 20. Maybe. Um, I was really excited about watching it. So I've seen that clearly 30 years ago. Uh, as, <laughs> as, yeah, Dwayne. As, as no, as we, <laughs> we established earlier on. Just um, kidding. And so, honestly, I remembered the premise of it, but I didn't remember sort of the details, right? So that yeah. escaped me. Yeah. And so watching it again after 30-plus years or 30 years, it was like a new movie for me, right? So yeah. I knew how it was eventually going to end. It's like the usual suspects. Yeah, like, you, person, you know yeah, how it ended, yeah. but it's how they got but there. But I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. And so yeah. it, 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 I would definitely say it's a classic movie. It withstood the tense of, test of time. Uh, and, it, you know, some feelings of nostalgia as well, knowing that Sean Connery passed away. Not his best performance. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, but it was a uh, it was a really good it was a, gr- yeah. it was a great movie, uh, and I thought it was well done. Without exaggerating, I think I can honestly say I've watched it at least a dozen times. Okay. Without exaggeration, because yep. if it's on TV, I'll catch it. I may not watch it from start to finish twelve times, but I've definitely watched the movie. So I watched it the other day, and I actually sat down. I had to watch it in three parts, but I I paid attention to everything that I did. And or everything in it, and I will say I caught one thing new that I didn't, I didn't really realize. And if you guys have never seen the show, turn off the podcast now because we're going to give you spoilers. And you know what? Go watch a thirty-year-old movie and come back to it if you're upset <laughs> yes. with us. But here goes the spoiler alert. So when they found that the quiet quieting drive, caterpillar, the, the caterpillar drive, drive caterpillar, yep. was initially cut, right? 
Do you think that was actually sabotaged, or do you think that was yes. Connery or someone who did that um, expectedly? Okay, so that's what I was, trying, I was wrestling with. So Matt's saying a hard yes. Yeah, I'm saying but no. But I would like to know why, because I'm, I'm, I'm shena- I'm say- I call shenanigans. So there was a saboteur on, on board, but I don't think he was involved with Who the- we learned now was the... You know he who was, the saboteur was? He was the cook. Was, who was yeah, right. Okay. okay. Who was the witness? Yes. It's like Jean Claude, not Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Who's his other? Who's the other guy? No, that, it was Van Damme in um, that movie. They were on, on the, the train. Boat. No, it was a boat. It, they were at sea. He was the cook, and he was the one who took them all out on the boat. But it wasn't Jean Claude Van Damme. It was the other guy, the big uh, martial arts guy that oh, had the, the ponytail, the crazy guy, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Oh, okay. That's yeah. who it was, and it was on. Yeah. It was on a boat or a train. But yeah, you're right. But okay. it was Steven it was Seagal. Something so it was the cook. <laughs> so yeah. was it intentional? The sabotage. Yes. Now the mechanic slash engineer guy who discovered it. I was thinking maybe it was intentional. And that was part of the plan because he was able to identify it where they couldn't find it before. It was really well yeah. hidden. I think Sean Connery did it because it was one of the ways that he was going to get his crew off the boat. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. And that's, that's after yeah. I watched it the 12th time. I yeah. finally clicked I it. don't think it was the ship. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. You don't like my borscht. Yeah. And the, and the whole thing with the end where, you know, Sean Connery second in command gets shot just before he was able to touch down on the thing. And he says... All I wanted to do was see Montana. <laughs> yes. That 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 line ring true like ringed in my head all weekend. It was it was so bad. But the rest of the bad. movie was good, despite the fact that Sean Connery, God rest his soul, couldn't pull off a Russian accent and for thought, more than a scene. I thought the movie was great. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. What took it away for me was Alec Baldwin. I didn't care for him as Jack Ryan. I really didn't. Yeah. But it's it's in it's interesting. I remember when they, we were watching it and they were talking about the CIA guy, the two CIA guys were talking as Jack Ryan was coming in. They say, you know, he was in a helicopter crash in, in Ramadi or wherever. He was in a, in a, in a crash. And which leads me to think that then, then they t- I remember Chris, Chris Pine, when he played Jack Ryan, was also in a helicopter crash. Coming right, right, up. right, right. He was in... But think of, then, think, think about how many people have played Jack Ryan and they really the same premise he's a he was before he was an analyst with the CIA sort of a, a pencil pusher as all these guys make it out yeah he was like a seasoned combat veteran right but yeah. how, but how many people have actually played Jack Ryan and it's all the same it's kind of interesting if you start thinking about that but his one-liners and he had three of them in the movie and I can't remember them right now um, Something about where he's going to shoot, where he was the last guy to go get the the last guy with a gun, and he said something like, as he's crawling, and he goes, oh, write a book instead, or I'm just an author, right, whatever, whatever. It's like, yeah. there was just such a cornball, send, but send again, a memo or, that yeah. was a 1990s movie. That's yeah. what you get. Because um, it had a very diehard feel as he was crawling through those pipes. Oh, on almost the catwalk? Like, yeah. 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 On the catwalk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, I'm going to just end the show now. <laughs> no, but what did you think, Matt? Let's let's hear from no, you. No, I like the show. Obviously, the CGI is very dated, but what do you expect for a 30-year-old film? CGI. It was a real sub. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. no, I, I thought it was great. Um, I unfortunately had to analyze a lot of it because I was watching with my lady friend who had never seen it, and she was obviously asking a lot of questions. Oh, that would be! Oh, I wish I could have I never seen a, that movie I before. She was a submariner. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yes>. incorrect. <laughs> yeah, that's not where the gauges are. Yeah. You know, I was watching here. 
just for a second, I was going back to last night. We watched NCIS Los Angeles. It was like the show in a Russian, a Russian bomber went down and landed in somewhere in the states. And the NCIS people went, but it was very reminiscent. One of the, one of the one of the crew members wanted to defect and and go to the U.S. So they he everyone on the plane passed out because he cut off their oxygen supply and he crashed land. Very hunt for red October. Yeah. Of this. So I would put Hunt for Red October in my top ten, really? and I would easily say that mm. because I, I don't know there's something about that movie. I would put that The Bournes. I would put Pulp Fiction, and I would put um, Usual Suspects, and I would put Now the Gentleman in oh, really? as my okay. top ten. No wow. Shawshank. Uh, oh, and Shawshank. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I, th- I thought that was so obvious. I would have said that, but I think The Gentleman is like the newest version of that. Of those movies, and the fact that they're it's rewatchable, and the more you watch it, the better it gets. It's too Guy Ritchie. I don't. It's Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. And uh, you're right. I don't like Guy Ritchie, but that movie was the closest thing to a Quentin Tarantino movie, and it was enjoyable. I just thought it was really good. Um, you should but watch I, Hunters then on on Prime. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen okay, the Hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I. I I, I I would definitely I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's never seen it, and I wish that I've never seen that movie before because I would love to see it again sure. from new yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same with Shawshank, right? Can but, we uh, go back on what Gavin sort of touched on, as in this not being Sean Connery's best film? Then what would be, in your opinion, his best? film? He was definitely a better Bond. Uh, well, the Bonds, but I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, He's even in like a bridge uh, too if, far, even like, like that un- world Untouchables. Uh, yeah. I hate to say it, like Medicine Man even. Uh, Do you know that good? he was a weightlifter and he was actually like a really skilled fighter back in the day? He had like some serious like fighting experience. He was like I know he was a very, man's I know man. He was, I know he was very pro-slapping women too. Oh, you saw <laughs> I was going to bring that up as well. Did you hear that yeah, with Barbara so, Walters? Come on. <laughs> it's true. No, I, I, I don't change what I said at all. I believe that is true. Yeah, if you, you want to Google Sean Connery and Barbara Walters interview... Just be prepared for some, uh, get your feelings hurt. He'll stop the feelings at you. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to imagine, the guy is, how, how, well, how old was he when he, he died? 80-something? He died last week. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, <laughs> how old was he? 90. <laughs> so he lived through an era where domestic abuse was applauded. Not applauded, but more acceptable than it is certainly today. And uh, his statements, although cringy, that was dated for that time. The statements were not classic. Yeah. They did not stand the test no, of time. No, they certainly did not. Uh, Bobby Dowst said Natural Born Killers. I'll have to rewatch that because I remember watching that and not really enjoying okay. that. I thought it was okay for yeah. me. I just, uh, yeah. Was Connery in that? No. no. Oh, we're just still on Tarantino. Wasn't it Woody Harrelson in that? Woody yes. Harrelson, wasn't it? Yeah. What's that other one? Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I will never waste an effort, another effort to watch that stupid, pitiful yeah. movie. I didn't mind it. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I found it too artsy and too... I got an IMDb. Look up Sean Connery movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Clearly, his best was Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah? Were you actually agreeing with that? Oh, better than Hunt for October. Uh, he he did, he was a good actor. If you took his accent away, and I'm... I wish when they skipped or they, they went from everybody speaking Russian... To now accepting that they're just speaking English, so we can not stop, re- or so we can stop reading subtitles. That his accent disappeared as well. And you know, it, but they're but sh- it, they're sh- they're yeah. sh- talking like they're. Sh- it was getting tiresome. Yeah. I just wish they would have just gone either way, all Russian or just all English. Agreed. Yeah, that's no barn English. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice barn, but it's no pool, English. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. So, guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do our after show slash podcast, and we're gonna talk about paintball. We're gonna talk about movies. We're gonna talk about things that are that are happening in the world. Does anybody have anything else they want to speak of? Uh, do we want to talk about the the not necessarily the election, but the the Biden? We talked briefly at the field about the Biden acceptance speech on the weekend. Did you guys all watch that, Matt? Did you see it? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see. You that didn't see the uh, Chrysler commercial. That was the the Biden speech. So you know. We are clearly not in the United States of America, um, but what I did appreciate is much more messages of hope and unity. Absolutely. Uh, so whether that is just pure politics or not, I like the idea when you have very clearly a divided country, whether they are legitimate votes or illegitimate votes, uh, it looks like it's a 50-50 split. Yeah. So there's definitely people who are on either side of the camp uh, and sort of no moderates at this point. So I think it's either yep. you are either pro or, or against. Yep. But either way, I like the idea of potentially saying, okay, if I am the, the president-elect, let's now move forward. Even George Bush, right, came out yep. and, and uh, echoed sort of the same sentiments, right? Now is the time for rebuilding. Now is the time for healing and unity to move forward as yep. a nation. And I don't want to really get into the politics of it all. And, you know, congratulations to Joe for winning, I suppose, you know, for, 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 for winning. But I, I when I was watching his speech, um, I, I just, I, as I said to Joe on the weekend, I couldn't help but notice that the camera was panning to everyone that had ca- parked their cars in the lot watching the speech because they were trying to social distance. But every car on the right side where the camera was panning from was all Chrysler or Jeep product. And I don't know if that was a sponsorship thing. And later in the program, they showed a couple more different camera angles and there was different cars parked in the, in the lot as well. But it was uncanny how there was six cars that were Chrysler or Jeep. I don't know if there was a sponsorship thing there or if it just happened to be that way. But you noticed it, didn't you? I I saw that. I I think it was probably just happened to be. Happenstance? Happenstance, I think. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, if we're going to continue on with the dead theme, maybe we should watch a movie with Alex Trebek in it for next oh, Monday. Too soon. too soon. What is too soon, Matt? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was he in any movies, though? I have no idea. Okay. Lots of old Canadian TV right. shows. But... Yeah. Yeah. Do we watch a movie next week, or do we uh, eh, do abandoned. we all come to the board with, uh, with something, something? Everyone can relate to a movie. Um but I think we come to the board with something. We bring we, we each bring a news, something something that's relevant to chat about. So I know it's relevant today. And that doesn't it, mean TikTok videos, Gavin. Yes, uh, <laughs> because they made the announcement today about Pfizer uh, potentially come 90%. up with the, uh, in stage three of the trials, 90% uh, uh, efficacy rate. So we can maybe talk about that a little bit if it's still relevant. I but. wish that, okay, I'm hoping that that's true. But I also hope that people don't take that as a... Uh, an immediacy to take masks off and right. base that upon. Cause when I listened to it on the news today, um, they talked about that and then they broke into the next story, which was how in our area, I don't know how it is where you guys are, but our numbers are through the roof yeah. right now. Yep. And UK is on a full lockdown again and things are getting worse. And we are on that spike on the second peak right now. So I hope it doesn't mean that, Oh, well we now have a virus. Let's just, continue on and when the virus is ready they'll just they'll they'll give it to me or they, they the whatever vaccination, the vaccination okay. sorry the, the virus is ready yeah I, uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> but um i'm hoping that the virus hasn't mutated as well where this vaccine right. although is showing promise yeah all i want is my life to get back to normal and i have now accepted the fact that there is no time for it to happen it'll happen when it happens and it's going to be a while 
Um, so this vaccine, as much as I'm happy about it, I just hope it doesn't give false promise and people start For sure. making it worse because this virus is already spreading pretty quickly right now. Um, I was suggested before the show, and I kind of feel bad that I didn't, but I, I was suggested before the show that the three of us wear masks um, because we are, I mean, we're farther than six feet away from each other. However, it would give an opportunity for us to show that masks are important. Yep. Um, and believe me, I, I do believe that masks are important. Um, but I'm, I'm uh, okay wearing a mask. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay my only concern is for those that are listening at home, talking through a mask is sometimes well, it's, a little, it's, it, you know what, when, yeah. when we're, we're take we're, we're handing out goggles and our, and our customers are coming up and they're having, their masks on and, and sometimes there's a lot of background noise often and you can't hear people very talking yeah. but you know i i think it's and it's not like you can read lips so i i think i think it's a it's the it's the way the way we will have to adapt and i think i think you know just to to show our support i think and you know everyone coming together as one i think we need to wear a mask can does it sound this is a rather thin mask but <laughs> you so, like this mask, Matt? Did, would, no, would I don't you have care bought for one? it. No, <laughs> not that particular pattern. No. <laughs> I think we should. I, I'm for wearing a mask no, in okay the studio. With that, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how things go for next week. We unfortunately are Joe, Gavin, and I. For those that are watching outside the show, and Matt, for that matter, but mostly the three of us here that's sitting at this table, we are in kind of our own family bubble. We spend uh, weekends and weeks together. Uh, Joe and I are definitely in the fa same family bubble, but Gavin as well. So uh, although we're talking about safety and whatever, we are also have been around each other and will continue to be. So I, I know that's not an excuse for not wearing a mask tonight, but it kind of is. Um, but whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I A couple of the people that I look up to uh, have been talking about next season and they're thinking that next summer will mimic this summer and the fact that we're still going to have In, indeed we're, we're numbers gonna... you know numbers of groups slow, low and mass will definitely continue for for probably another well say... it'll continue indefinitely yeah. but yeah and look at some of the some of the asian nations are still like they were wearing masks years before this. so one for pollution but two um it was uh, honorable if you were having the sniffles to ensure that you put one on to a not, so you don't uh, infect anybody else, too. So yeah. it's a matter of courtesy. So I wonder if that's going to be the norm even after vaccines and stuff like that, if you're not, if you're feeling uh, slightly under the weather, that you just mask up. <laughs> it will take a long time for the Americas to adopt that now, potentially, mentality. Potentially. Yeah. We'll, we'll see with maybe potentially different leadership um, what that looks like. Not, uh, just, not just the U.S., I'm referring to. I'm referring to like Western culture. Yeah. yeah. Who's Howie Meeker? He's a he's a hockey guy. Okay, he oh, passed uh, away. Yeah, he people, Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, Toronto okay, Maple Leaf. So, he passed, so he passed away. He was ninety-seven. Um, Bobby Dow says uh, you guys need a cone of silence in your studio. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's a, a valid suggestion. <laughs> cone of shame. Um, and Stephen Meyer says four. He figures four years at least. Um, and fair. Steve also says that mass vaccinations will take years to complete. I I, I agree. So with with vaccinations too, it, it for that herd immunity. You need at least seventy percent of the population inoculated, yeah. I believe, right? And yeah. so I think even good luck. Yeah, How many fresh people get flu shots? Would seventy percent um, of the population get flu no. shots? Do I don't a, think do you so. Get a flu shot? Everyone in my my wife gets a flu shot. You no one, one else gets one. I get one. I get yeah. one every year. So, I, and, and it's not that I'm against it. I just I don't go see the doctor, and I kind of just don't, don't you ever. Go you go to a pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, I, you can see the person, the crack dealer yeah. on the corner can give you yeah. a flu shot. <laughs> First one's free. So do you get, do <laughs> yeah. you get one, Matt? 
Uh, no. no. So that's 50%. Yeah. And um, I think I bet you it's far less than that, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, and they say the Spanish flu took at least four years for that to run its course as yeah, well. Yeah, but look so. what a Spanish fly does. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, chicka wow. Oh, well. All right. Well, shall we end this yeah, now, ladies I and gentlemen? So, yeah. tonight. We got to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue to do a longer uh, uh, podcast extra. If you guys uh, have any topics that you'd like us to discuss, uh, I know a lot of you guys watch the podcast and don't interact with us, and that's fine. I mean, we don't need to hear from you, but if you want to be part of the show, you guys can get a hold of us through any of our social media outlets or even email us at showupbehindthebunker.com if there's something that you want to hear more of or less of. Um, I know there was... Uh, yeah, so I mean, just certainly sent uh, send us a a message. Um, any final thoughts there, there, guys? Stephen uh, also says that uh, we need the funky cold Medina. Damn right, Tone Loke. <laughs> Who is Tone Loke's brother? Quick, I don't know. You're kidding me. No, you Joe? told me this before. Tone deaf. <laughs> Matt, I don't know. The I... young MC. Oh crap! The okay. young MC wrote and produced Tone Loke's music, and then said, "Screw it, I can do it myself too." And I don't know if he said that verbatim, but certainly he he had his own career well, as well. I pay, I pay fifty dollars to make you holler. Well, he was dressed in yellow. She said, "Hello, <laughs> come next, sit next to me, my fine oh fellow." Oh God, let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Joe signing off. So thanks, guys, for Good listening. Night, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>